Welcome to the Sexy Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Tia Lin, a business empowerment coach and motivational speaker. This show is for the high achieving woman who wants it all. Each week, I walk you through how to own your power, generate consistent leads, attract clients, and close sales with ease and confidence. It's time to make money doing what you love. Let's dive in. In this episode, I'm going to share my experience dating two men, exploring polyamory, the highs, the lows, the juicy stories, and then I will have some takeaways and lessons I learned. So you can use whether it's just to your monogamous relationship, your open, your polyamorous relationship, or just kind of understanding more polyamory and how we even got into this whole scenario. I'm going to dive into the jealousy, meeting the other women they were dating, and really how to resolve conflict, talk about boundaries and difficult conversations, and how it really helped me improve my relationships and what I learned from doing this. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. This episode is being recorded after... Being off podcasting for a couple months, pretty much when I was finishing up my TEDx talk and preparing for it, it took all of my energy and every time I wanted to do a podcast or share something, I felt like I should be practicing. And I don't know if you can tell the difference in my voice right now, but ever since the week Well, pretty much the day of my TEDx talk, I lost my voice and it has not fully returned since. That is how much I practiced. (laughs) If you didn't know, a TEDx talk is fully memorized and mine was nine minutes. There is no screen to read. You don't get to have any bullet points or cards to look at. It has to be fully memorized verbatim and your speech has to be planned and approved before you go on. So I worked on my TEDx talk for eight months, (laughs) which is pretty insane. I, you know, I was thinking it was like six, but from the beginning to the end, it was about eight. The application process, the interviews, getting started, picking the topic, perfecting it, practicing it, memorizing it, getting on stage, all of these things. It was like having a part-time job and not getting paid for it. But that's just one side of the coin. The other side of it is it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. It really helped me hone my writing skills, my speaking skills, and figure out one of my biggest messages that I'm most passionate about. So I'm really excited. My TEDx talk will be coming out in about four to six months. So sometime in 2024, if you want to be the first to know, definitely go to my website, levelupwithtia.com, sign up for my VIP email list. That way you guys get the first access. Follow me on Instagram, sexybizbabe, and you will be able to be the first to know. (laughs) And I am sharing clips of my TEDx talk. The topic was break out of shame 
and own your confidence, which is a big part of my mission, my purpose, and my business. That's what I love helping women with. And additionally, have better sex, which is what this podcast is all about. Let's dive into the highs and lows of dating two men, the juicy parts, and exploring polyamory or ENM, which is ethical non-monogamy. So first of all, I want to clarify, I would normally say I'm monogamish. I'm usually wanting to be with one primary partner and then in the past kind of play with other partners together where my one partner, we hang out, you know, two to even up to five times a week is what I've had in the past because we work together, we play together, we cook together, we're kind of a unit and then we go to parties together or sometimes have threesomes or group hangs with other people, but we enjoy it together. So it's not like I'm dating and building a relationship with other partners. So I've never really thought I wanted polyamory. A part of me thinks polyamory is for people who are too busy to commit or spend enough time with one person. So they just kind of disperse it. Another, and these are all just opinions. This is not factual. (laughs) This is just where I battle with polyamory. I'm sharing my own experience. Is also like, oh, you haven't found somebody that checks all your boxes or is really a good primary partner. So you're like, okay, this person does this, this person does this. I'm going to fill those needs with different partners, which in my opinion is a little bit easier to find different people to fulfill different needs. But in my past relationships, I've had relationships that fulfill most of my needs And then the other needs I fulfill or my friends fulfill, which is kind of what I want. But I'm going to kind of share what's changed, what's worked, what's been hard. There's so much. Oh my goodness. It's been a fucking roller coaster. So it's not like I went into this being like, oh, I'm going to date two men and see what it's like. No, it's one guy I've been casually seeing, but it became pretty consistent and we grew a lot closer. We had those deep conversations. We dealt with boundaries and wants and desires and needs and we gradually grew a lot closer and we ended up dating about a year, but it was very casual at first and it wasn't as consistent as I would like and it was just more sporadic at the beginning and just more fun with a deep connection. Um, And then the other one was quite different. It was, I actually met, well, I actually met both of them at a play party. (laughs) So you can meet some really quality men at play parties (laughs) for several reasons. But the other one was more of an instant connection and an instant chemistry of somebody I wouldn't normally 
date or like go out of my way. It just was like, whoa, this is pretty easy and connected. And he started dating me, taking me out, communicating, being open, vulnerable. And it just was really easy and connected. And it grew pretty quickly. I would say like two, three months in, we were hanging out pretty regularly, either once a week or every other week. Um, pretty consistent, growing closer, but it hit a point where the line had to be drawn that they were only looking to have relationships. They're polyamorous. They're exploring for the first time and they're not looking for a monogamous relationship. And in fact, they're not really looking to have like those partners with expectations. Like they're not looking to have partners that are like girlfriends or like multiple relationships. So not really looking for relationships. And so a part of me is like, oh yeah, that's fine. I'm having my cake and eating it too. I'm dating two guys. I'm getting very different things from these two very different people. And so I'm fine too. Like what was going in my head was in my past relationship, I was missing out on the open communication, the dialogue, the honesty, knowing where we're at, those deep talks and PDA and honestly, a lot of things. And the things that I was getting from these two guys was what I was missing. And I I was realizing through these relationships that I was really growing. It was like I was practicing my communication skills. I was practicing my openness, my vulnerability, speaking up for what I want, what I needed. I was growing my relationship skills significantly. So I felt like it was very healing and I felt whether or not this is what I believed should happen, And I did have a battle of what should be and I want a boyfriend so I should stop dating them. But then realistically, I felt like I was practicing. I was practicing with these two amazing men becoming a better woman, a better person, a better communicator to in the future possibly use those skills in my relationship. Because there were some skills that I definitely did not have or that I lost in my past relationship that I needed to practice. So I was like, you know what? I really want to be in the present with these relationships and work on them and grow and practice. So I was just like, let's give it a try. Let's keep growing these. And let me tell you this. It's not all fucking butterflies rainbows and orgasms. (laughs) So often after you would really, really feel like you're on top of the clouds and feeling so good, something would hit you from either relationship and bring you right back down to earth. And so it was kind of weird to navigate those highs and lows. It's story time. I'm going to share one of my, I would say, more extreme high and lows weekend 
where I was really building a lot more connection. I was speaking up for my needs with one of my partners that I was building a relationship with. And I shared how I wanted some quality time at a party we were going to. And I'm so thankful I spoke up for my needs because at that party, not only did he step up and make sure there was quality time for me, I also knew that he wanted it too. So when there was like, oh, he's talking to someone else and I'm talking to someone else instead of playing that dance of like, oh, they're busy. Oh, they're busy. And then me going and being busy, I made sure I opened up and like waited for them to be done because I knew that they wanted to spend some quality time with me as well. And this was at a Tantra party. So I was able to really connect, do some Tantric exercises, connect. I got to fulfill one of my intentions and manifestations where I went in with this very specific intention where I wanted to do a abundance manifestation while orgasming. And I wanted to have sex on the balcony overlooking the ocean while doing that. And I even recorded it before the party happened. And I shared it with a few people. Like, I feel like announcing it and sharing things kind of helps the energy. And I wasn't carrying an expectation. It was like, ooh, this would be so juicy to have. But if it doesn't happen, it's okay. But I'm putting it out there. And oh boy, it did. Okay, so there was a point that I was connecting with somebody that I was seeing and we went upstairs to the balcony overlooking the ocean and had sex in the corner and it was super powerful and sexy and hot and I'm thinking like, how juicy this is, how it came into fruition, how I did it with the person who I wanted to, and just really being happy and even thinking some of my goals. Yes, this is this is what I do. This is called orgasmic manifestation. So you think of some goals or things that you desire and having them while you're peaking and while you're feeling all that joy and pleasure. So I started to think of having enough money and attracting a client, how good that would feel as I overlooked the ocean and getting what I really wanted in that connection. And guess what? While this was happening, three fire dancers came onto the balcony and did their performance while I'm having sex overlooking the ocean and doing orgasmic manifestation. Like what? (laughs) How fucking awesome is that? So that was epic and I loved it. I was really grateful for him for helping get my intention and fully enjoying it and also prioritizing my needs and my desire to have that quality time. So I definitely think it brought us closer. I enjoyed it and 
really having that time to build and connect without intimacy as well because that's what we did first was like tantric exercises where you're doing breathing exercises, touching, um, eye gazing, really feeling into connection without penetration. So I also really enjoyed that. I've been wanting to do that with partners more and all in all, just really great night. I had a great time and fulfilled a lot of my desires and he knew my desires. So he helped with them and I just really appreciated that. And then we had a good night. I went home with him. We spent the next day hanging out and connecting and I was just like high on life. I was just like, oh, this is so good. Like I think we worked on my TED talk a little bit. I can't really remember. We grabbed breakfast, I believe. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he brought me breakfast in bed and coffee because I needed to sleep more and he's like up and at him. And I was just like, wow, what an amazing partner. What an amazing person. Like I felt like a queen. I felt like, wow, this human is amazing and he's going past my expectations and I just felt very nourished and loved and connected and high on life. And then I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then going into he is going now after all this connection, he's now going to go connect with one of his other partners that he's seeing and dating and building a connection with right after me. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, like go to connect with her. I know about her. I know about like where they're at and we've talked about this. It's all open. And even though he's doing that and he's going to her birthday party and I know it ahead of time, you don't know how you're going to feel after you see it. So, okay, so he goes to the birthday party and in me, I'm like, oh, like I'm close to the other person I'm seeing. Like, that'd be cool if I just like drop by and say hi and, you know, just like connect and say hi. A part of me is actually feeling guilty for doing this, even though one guy is doing that and going to a birthday party and told me, and the other guy I'm dating is super poly and dates all the time. So even though those are factual, I was still feeling some gold, guilt, gold. I was still feeling some guilt inside. Like this was still like bad or wrong. And anyways, I do it anyways. Cause I am like talking myself into it. I'm like, they're doing it. They're poly. I deserve fun and I can do it too. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I call him up. I come over. I'm already super happy. I've been having a great time with my other partner and enjoying myself. And then I get to say hi to my other partner that are completely different and bring completely different things to the table. So I get there and he greets me with a kiss. We're both in a really good mood. We just like kiss and we're just like, oh, bubbly. Like, I don't know. We could just feel each other's energy. We're like kind of vibing off of each other's energy. And then I go to the bath or whatever. I go to the kitchen to get some water, fill up my water. I always have water. And he like comes behind me and like kisses my neck and like kisses my 
lips and like touches me and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) this is so hot. I had no expectations coming over, but now he's behind me. I'm kind of riled up and he's riled up and I can feel him on me, behind me. And we just keep kissing and connecting and we're just super high vibe. And then he bends me over the sink and we start having sex. And then we move it to a table and then we move it to his room. And I'm just like, oh, that was fucking hot. (laughs) Like going in with that high vibration and just beaming and not, I had zero expectations going in. I think we just vibed and it was just sexy. And then I can't remember if we had to stop or if someone was coming by because there was a different event going on. So I think we had to stop and start getting ready for the event for people to start coming by. But that was just so hot. Okay. So I stay for the party and now we're going to kind of get into the highs and lows of the relationships. So I end up staying longer. I stay for this event. I feel like we're going to really start getting confused about who I'm talking about when I say he, because it could refer to both people. So let's just make up some nicknames right now. One is Dom. One is daddy. (laughs) Uh, This could mean nothing. Uh, but it could mean something. You never know. Okay. So daddy is who I hung out with first. Um, we had a good time. And then in the morning I went over to Dom's house and had some very in the moment sex. And then I'm staying for the event and one of Dom's other partners comes over. And just to kind of backtrack into one of the lows is I remember when I first met her, I can't remember if like we just both spent the night. Um, I think he warned me. He was like, hey, like one of my partners is going to be there tonight. You can still sleep over, but just letting you know, we already planned and she's sleeping over so you can sleep in the other room. And I was like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I want to go. And so I slept over. I met her. We vibed, yada, yada, yada. So I remember that first party when I met her, I was like, oh, damn, like he's putting all his attention into her. I was like, "Okay, well, that's fine. She's cool. I signed up for this. Um, I met her. She was very nice. And from then on, I was like, "Okay, we had like a good meet. I knew the expectations going into it. I wasn't bombarded. I wasn't afraid. I knew going into it and I knew what to prep for. So it helped. And then That has always been done. And now I've met her and we're both nice to each other. And then I remember after that, I just noticed how she was always going out with, let's just say Dom, often. Like all the events that this group is going to, she's always like, it seems like his date. And so I started comparing myself, like maybe I don't show up, maybe they're primary partners like why doesn't he invite me like what's the deal and I definitely put more uh connection and time into my other relationship come to find out that was just kind of happening like 
there wasn't really intentionality. It was just like, oh, like, let's hang out. And she was going to the events and they were connecting and building that connection further. And I wasn't going to those events. And we'll get more into that. But one of those side notes as a tip is don't make up stories. Ask questions. Share needs. And what I needed in that moment was more time going to events with him. Okay, so this is like key component right here. Write this down. What are you missing? So I started comparing myself to her and being like, oh, like, why doesn't he invite me? Maybe she's better at this. Maybe she's prettier. Maybe she's skinnier. He likes her because of this, whatever. I'm making up stories. Okay, maybe he likes her. Maybe they want to be primary partners. I don't know. I was just making up a bunch of stories. But often when you're feeling jealous and feeling insecure about a different partner, you have to ask yourself, what need am I not getting? And so I asked myself that and it was more events and quality time and going to do things with him. So I spoke up and shared that and shared that I wanted to have quality time with him and maybe attend some events. After I spoke up for that need, it was fulfilled. I got to do different events with him and I got to feel like my needs were being met. And then when I saw her again, I was able to connect with her without that feeling of competition or anything. And to be honest, I really like her. I like her personality. I think she's sweet. I feel a very good connection. So like when we see each other at events, I make sure to connect with her. I make sure to treat her as my friend. So this was a positive side of polyamory on this relationship is I got to connect with what polyamorous people call metamors, which is so weird. It sounds like a dinosaur. But anyways, I found out through a podcast and I was like, oh, I have a really good connection with this metamor. We got to like talk about being the odd ones out of this crew because we were newbies and maybe we didn't feel like we fit in the click quite yet and we got to connect and talk about other things and I don't know I really enjoyed her company I liked her and I looked forward to seeing her and I look forward to seeing her still at upcoming events (laughs) so that was a really cool dynamic going back to the previous story I'm feeling like a goddess. I'm feeling like a queen. I'm on cloud nine. I just got to see my two partners have great sex, have great connections. I'm like, wow, can this get any better? I'm just like, wow, this is so amazing. I love polyamory. Maybe I could do this all the time. Maybe I am polyamorous. I'm going home happy, connected, feeling like this is awesome. I can deal with, you know, them have different, them having different relationships. Ooh, this feels so good. And then I open up Instagram and see his story posts. And it's like, happy birthday to the other woman he's dating. And like a visual. And it just brings up a lot of emotions that you're not expecting to come. And there's a lot of comparison a lot of story making that happens like oh would he post me oh does this mean that they're more serious because it looks like an intimate like girlfriend post like oh this is 
here we go. Happy birthday to this person. It wasn't like a, like a friend post that you would do for other people. It looked like a, a girlfriend post. And I'm like, oh, I just had such a good time. Like I need to just not think about this, not look at this. Maybe I shouldn't look at his stories, but I definitely wasn't expecting that. But I also know that it's fair for him to do that. And I also know that he's posted me in other times, but the ones that were posted of me, these are silly thoughts going through my head, could have been a friend. So yeah, there's definitely comparison and a little bit of jealousy and just emotions. And it's like, oh, what am I needing? What am I wanting? Um, what is this bringing up for me? But all in all, I'm like, I really need to just regulate my emotions. This is okay. I just had a great weekend with two amazing people that I'm dating and I just need to be grateful and kind of push that to the side. But when I woke up in the morning, there was another one and it was like, oh, continuing to celebrate her. And it was like a girlfriendy post. And so, yeah, those emotions definitely brought me down to earth and made me think like, maybe I can't deal with this. I do want more. I do want more of a main partner. And I knew at the time that he wasn't really looking for a primary partner and relationship with expectations and more of like a girlfriend. Through my experience, jealousy is normal. Understanding where the jealousy is coming from is helpful. Meeting the other women is helpful. And also understanding like, what are they getting from this dynamic? What are they getting from this person? And what are they getting from you? And kind of seeing their differences and also being happy for them that maybe they get a more nurturing woman with this person. Or maybe they get... um less expectations and more fun, whatever it is. I'm not saying this is the truth, but kind of understanding that and meeting the women instead of building them up in your head is very helpful. So that's one of my takeaways. But on one side of the relationship, I got this and it felt healthy and it felt safe and it felt good. But on the other side, I got the completely opposite effect. Two of the women that were dating daddy were going out of their way to be rude and not cordial or standoffish or cold or whatever it is. So one of them that I experienced months and months ago, I went to a party, you know, we're both single. He does whatever the fuck he wants. Daddy gets to hang out with whatever. And then he hangs out with this girl named Samantha and he hangs out with her a lot. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, I'm just going to let him be But then at the end of the night, he comes with me and he's like, hey, would you like to come to my house after? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love that. We have sex. Um, I go home with him. But on the way out, we run into Samantha on the fucking elevator and we go down the elevator in this really awkward. Yeah, there's four people in the elevator. It's me, daddy, Samantha and some dude. And then I don't think that daddy told Samantha that he's going home with me. So we go home together 
And then I wake up and I have this text from Samantha. And she's like, I don't feel like we are friends anymore. I don't feel a friend connection. So I removed you on my Instagram as a friend and I unfollowed you. I was like, oh my God, of course you did. And miss, I'm so poly. I don't get jealous. If you need any help and you want to talk to me about relationships and poly, if you get jealous, let me know. Like super condescending about it and like completely ended the friendship because he went home with me after I let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. This girl was the one that looked at me as the other woman and was like, okay, well, we're not friends based on what the guy did. But she's the enlightened poly friend. Okay, let's take a breather. And side note, I keep the identities of these people a secret, so I change names. Okay, I sound a bit better about this, which I am. Here's my takeaway. My takeaway is in this lifestyle, in the poly world, you can fuck other people that your friends have fucked. Okay, but I feel like if you value your friendship, you should communicate and bring up your feelings. And so if your friend and you fuck the same person, but maybe you guys have different goals to communicate that. So a quick little example about this is one of my friends and I both had sex with the same person and I had already been seeing him. And so I was like, hey, I don't feel really comfortable with you seeing him as well. I thought we were dating and it makes me feel really weird and I do value this friendship and she stopped. And similar thing happened to me where I had had sex with one of my other friends, people, but then she wanted to date him. And I kind of did too, but she felt it more and I didn't really see a future with him. So I was like, yeah, go ahead and date him. I will like let go of that connection. So I feel like you should respect your friends. And if you value your friendship, maybe let the person who has more feelings go longer. Or if, I don't know, whatever their goal is, I don't know. You just kind of have to see what fits with who. But in my experience, I kind of think a few steps ahead and I'm like, do I really care about this person? Do I see a future? Is it worth hurting my friendship? Yes or no. And usually it's not. (laughs) I would say no, (laughs) like 99.9% of the time. So I would let them date them and sometimes they'll date them and then they're like, oh, I don't feel a connection anymore, but you can go ahead and date them. And it's different with different people. So give it a try. So I'm really enjoying connecting with the other woman on the Dom side of the relationship. And so a part of me was like, hey, maybe I should get to know this other woman that he went to the birthday with because my other friends are friends with her. She's in the scene. So maybe I should talk to her. We talk like a little bit at a party. Um, I was like, oh yeah, maybe she is cool. Um, I, you know, actually put some attention to her. I guess we met a bunch, but I meet a lot of people. And afterwards I added her on Instagram. I think it was like weeks later or I don't know. I think she was like posted somewhere and I was like, oh, I could add her. Anyways, she did not add me. She didn't even accept my like follow. And the next time I saw her was at a party 
and I was like being friendly and asking questions and she was super stoic and cold and just looked at me and had this like voice and tone of voice like "Uh, duh when I asked her a question so I was like okay oh yeah this is a very different dynamic okay I'm gonna avoid this and then at that party she made sure that daddy had zero time for anybody else but her. Even though she was there with a different date. So I do not like that. That makes me very uncomfortable. I wish we could at least be cordial, not in this like competitive, more of a respectful mode where like, oh, like he gets to have connections with other people. We're at a fucking play party. I feel like getting to that level of managing your multiple partner's expectations and also being able to introduce them and kind of build that environment so they can connect and making it so they can both feel safe and both feel like they're getting their needs met and go in with like, oh, I'm going with this person tonight or I'm going to put more effort to this relationship takes practice and knowledge and so yeah some people don't have it yet so it's no small feat I guess um but I realized that that was really hard for me and I don't I I don't have very many women enemies and now having women enemies I mean they're not enemies to me but women who seem to act like I'm their enemy and they're in a competition with me and that they have negative energy towards me and treat me differently without actually getting to know me or giving me a chance and it's just because I'm also dating the same person I definitely do not like and I think I will just take myself out of those type of relationships from here on out because I really don't like it I'm a woman's woman. I want to feel safe. I don't want to ever feel in competition. I want to feel like, okay, maybe they're getting something different from this partner. That's okay. Or have a conversation. I feel like those were lessons learned and I know how to kind of go forward, but it's it's not all going to be the same. So that's one thing to also learn from me <laughs> or take note of is there's not really a set rule book for going into ethical non-monogamy, polyamory. It really is dependent on you, your partners, your relationships, and what you desire. So one thing that I've really had to work on is every time I have like a strong emotion or stress or jealousy, I've really had to work on what is it I need? What is it I can be okay with? Am I, are my needs getting met? What needs to be fixed? What boundaries do I need to have? And really check back. So polyamory, ethical non-monogamy honestly just takes more communication because with monogamy, there's a lot of implied rules that you just have to follow and they're just there. And sometimes you don't even talk about it. Like maybe some implied rules that are maybe more obvious is you don't have sex with other people. You don't get other people's numbers. You don't do this and this and this. Whereas with polyamory or being more open, it's 
okay, this person's okay with me getting numbers when I'm out at a party with them. This person's okay with flirting with other people when I'm out with them. This person's not. This person, when I'm going out with them at a party, they want all my time and attention on their date. So it really is based on each individual's needs and boundaries. And you really have to learn yours and speak up for them, which is ultimately very helpful in relationships. And I still feel like I'm not really polyamorous. I still desire more of a primary partner where I get most of my needs met, where I get closer with that person. We prioritize each other. We build this really good bond and then maybe we play together. I don't know if I really want to date other people. Right now I am so used to being open that I can't even really fathom being in a exclusive relationship at this point but I still would be open to it and I think a part of it is also because the people I was dating were not close by whereas I think if we lived close by I would want to see them more but also be able to see them more so that's also very hard for me I am a quality time love language I feel love with quality time and I'm not able to see them more often because I live far away. So that's definitely something I'm going to have to figure out as I keep dating. Another lesson that took me (laughs) so long to speak up about is to share my hurt feelings. A part of me felt like I couldn't share when I was hurt with these two men because we weren't exclusive. We hadn't talked about being primary partners. So instead what I would do is just feel hurt, make up stories, maybe let it fester, grow in my head and it would build like resentment or I would distance myself or yeah, most likely distance myself and let them like chase after me or whatever. But honestly, when you're in a polyamorous or they're polyamorous open relationship, they might just think you're not interested. And being chased is not always the great way to find a right partner because they, people with a high EQ, is they want somebody who, you know, you put forth effort and they put forth effort. You put forth effort and they put forth effort. You show that you both are interested. And so, and they wouldn't even know why my feelings were hurt. So just within the last two to three months, I feel like I've completely grown. I grew both my relationships significantly within the past like four months or three months and had these hard conversations, these open conversations, talking about my needs, talking about my vulnerability, talking about what hurt me, what doesn't, what do I need? And both relationships have significantly grown and got better as I did that. As I shared, hey, this hurt my feelings. I'm feeling vulnerable about this. Most of the time, they would just hear me and be like, oh, wow, I could see your side. How do we resolve this? Or I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I can see your side and made me feel safe to open up and talk about it. So I'm just so thankful for these two relationships that I've been able to grow with and improve my communication skills, my relationship skills, and grow a amazing, loving bond with. And 
be able to see that you can have love for multiple people and connection and be happy for them when they also have love and connection with other people. It's been a very growing experience. And even though I still don't identify as polyamorous, I understand it a little bit more. I have respect for it and I feel like it's helped me grow a lot. And I am kind of open to it. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of in it, exploring it right now, but we'll see. I am really wanting to have a more primary partner. So you guys can stay up to date on that (laughs) as I share my experiences of dating. Although I am fully in my busy season, I've been making mermaid bras, festival clothing, costumes for Halloween, and now it is full-blown time for ugly Christmas sweaters. So I'm pretty sure I sold about over 600 ugly Christmas sweater items last year. Let's see if I can surpass that. So if you don't already know, go to my Etsy store, Static Threads. If you look up ugly Christmas sweaters, I'm the super gaudy, extra, um, naughty, funny ones. If you look up Christmas bow skirt, that is mine. I'm the original. Go check it out. If you put sexy biz babe 10 on my Etsy store, you will get 10% off and go check out my Etsy store. So it will be link in the bio. My Etsy store is staticthreads1.etsy.com and I am already selling Christmas sweaters every day. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow biz babes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, takeaways, and questions. So leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. It's up to you to level up.